From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. Stocks are declining after the three main benchmarks closed at all-time highs yesterday. Drug makers are weighing on the healthcare group, while rising consumer staples and energy shares are offsetting some losses. Nordstrom is rallying its quarterly profit beat projections. Utilities also higher after they halted their longest losing streak yesterday since 2012. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average is down 56 points, a third of a percent, at 18,558. S&P 500 down four points, two-tenths of a percent, at 2,181. The Nasdaq is down four points, a tenth of a percent, at 52.24. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 95 cents a barrel, 2.2% at 4445 spot gold down six dollars 70 cents the ounce to 1343.30 and the 10-year treasury is up 1830 seconds with a yield of 1.49 percent and that's the bloomberg business flash this is taking stock with kathleen hayes and Pim fox on bloomberg radio all right taking stock uh, i am happy i'm honored i'm privileged to join Pim fox today the show i listen to all the time, and uh, so it's nice to be a part of it right now. One of the hottest stories of the day after hitting uh, triple highs on the indexes yesterday has really been the retail story. We got the economic numbers in this morning. We continue to get retailers out, and they are just ripping face as far as equities are concerned. JCPenney is one of those up like 6% and change today. It was up 8% and change yesterday. Uh, but the company posted a loss nonetheless. It's still a money loser. Here to help us understand why it's a gaining in the equity market after it's losing money again and again and again for years and years is Poonam Goyal. Uh, Poonam, why don't you help me help me understand why investors continue to buy this stock from your position as a Bloomberg intelligence uh, retail analyst? Why do you think investors like this stock? They like it because it's, it's losing money, as you say, but it's not losing as much money as it had in the past. It's a turnaround story, right? So you saw them having $17 billion in sale in 2011. They dropped to $12 billion, and now it's their turn to fill that gap. And they're moving towards that. So that's why people like the story. We saw negative earnings, but we're hoping by the end of the year they will actually have positive earnings. That's what consensus is expecting. So you may not be able to say that again. Um, and, and it's really a turnaround. You know, people like turnaround stories. They're doing everything right to turn the business around from a sales perspective. You see them coming back to private brands. They're focusing on online. They just invested in buy online, pick up in store. They have new merchandise. And they're differentiating. That's the key really here. So if you think about a Macy's and a Kohl's and how they can set them apart, they're doing it by adding appliances, focusing on window coverings, big ticket home, essentially. And that category is insulated from weather, which is something that I think most retailers need to find a way to address. 
How many years will it take them to regain that $17 billion in sales at the current run rate? So if they grow sales at 3% per year for the next 10 years, they will get to $17 billion. And so can they get to $17 billion while they offer these promotions on a consistent basis, whether it's 25% off $100 or more or 20% off uh, under $100? Yeah, I think the promotions will stay forever because that's what the customer wants. So I don't think that's going to go away. And if you, and it's really about growing your sales with those promotions. So it's getting new customers. It's adding new product lines. You know, 10 years is a long time from today, right? So who knows what they'll get to, but I do see them filling the gap for sure. I'm looking here. I just clicked in the men's space on the website because I saw Pim looking at it. Uh, Poonam, I don't know anything. I'm not as knowledgeable about women's clothing as Tom Keen, but I do know uh, from a man's perspective, you don't want to be wearing cargo jorts, and there's no reason uh, to be wearing basic uh, original boot-cut jeans from Arizona right now or just plain black uh, Nike shoes. Like, this isn't stuff that people want. What, what are they selling? So their stuff is more basic-oriented, right? So, you you know, when you tell me you're not interested in cargo pants, you're probably not their customer. So, so think of middle America. Think of the American consumer. Think of the, per, the household that makes about $55,000 a year. They're really shopping for basic. Not everyone is as fashion-savvy as they are in New York, California, or some of the metro markets. So they're not shopping in Arizona, but maybe they're shopping another line that's more fashion-forward, like, um, you know, they have Liz Claiborne in the store for the woman. So it, it, it really depends on the customer that's coming into that store. Poonam, who are they taking business away from? I think they're taking back some business from Coles and Macy's, who they had probably given up business to when they had lost that $5 billion in sales. They also, um, you know, you could say that even the discount channel, like whether it's the Walmart or the Target that they may have given up some share to, that customer may be slowly coming back. Joe Joe Weisenthal was telling me a little bit earlier that over a little a little over ten percent of all retail sales in America are online. That's why Pim goes to the website and I'm checking it out to see what what kind of presence they have there. Um, I guess it's kind of an, reminiscent of an Amazon front page, but are they doing well in this business? So they're not doing as well as their competition is. That's because they haven't made any investments in the space for the past five years until recently. But the online space is definitely something that they are participating in. They just launched buy online pickup in stores to all stores earlier this year, and that's actually helped them. So those that order stuff online and pick it up in store, when they get that customer to come in the the store, 40% of them actually stay and shop for something else. So the attachment rates are pretty high. Poonam, if they sell a uh, graphic T-shirt for $6, does that mean that it costs them about $0.60 and that maintains their margin, or is that wrong? I I don't know about $0.60, but they definitely still have a margin on that $6 shirt. So they're not giving stuff away for free when it's just at a regular discount or what we consider regular discounts, 20, 30, 40% off. It's when you start to see 70, 80, 90% off is when I start to get worried. And does that hurt companies such as Gap? Absolutely. I mean, you know, any time a, a retailer is promotional to beyond a point where they're losing money, it's going to affect their competition because they either need to compete or they need to have product that's compelling enough that it doesn't warrant a discount. The one thing I wonder about is labor costs. It's not been helpful to see minimum wage rise for fast food restaurants. Is that hurting JCPenney as well? 
It's going to be hurting everyone. I mean, a lot of retailers have taken it upon themselves to raise minimum wage gap is one of them. JCPenney hasn't outright said that, but they're definitely exposed to that. Thank you very much. Punam Koyal, an expert when it comes to retail, our senior U.S. retail analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence, providing unique and real-time research and context in a variety of industries and markets, as well as government factors that affect business. Our terminal customers can access this function at BIGO. This is Bloomberg. Coming up on Bloomberg, it is a $7 billion a year industry. It is growing 20 to 25% a year. Cannabis. We'll find out about an online marketplace for wholesalers. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.